Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Now, this is the final episode of 2021. Like, if you could see me, I would be doing the mind-blown emoji at this point. And it's just crazy how quickly 2021 has gone. And I don't know how the year's been for you. Perhaps it's been a very difficult year. Maybe it's been a great year filled with wins and lots of amazing memories and experiences. But I know for a lot of people, this year has had many difficulties. Some people have gone through grief, you know, losing loved ones some people's relationships have broken down or relationships around you and have had many life changes I myself have had life changes this year and as much as there's been lots of positive things this year there's definitely has been difficult and dark moments and as we're in the final episode of the year as much as I'm excited I really want you if this is your first time listening to really listen to the end if you can't listen to the end right now make some time later on because some of the things I'm going to speak about is really going to make an impact on your 2022 of course if you put it into practice but I want you to assess with me I want us to go on a journey together I have been told that this podcast is kind of like having a big sister that you listen to and you get some good advice from and I hope you will feel the same now something exciting that I do want to touch on before I get into the main body of the episode if you are a spotify listener i don't know if you've noticed yet but i have and i got an email about it you can now rate podcasts you can now rate episodes so this is exciting for me because for a while spotcast spotify has not allowed you to give ratings but now you can so if you are listening on spotify please give a rating if you enjoy my podcast if you've been listening for a while or maybe this is your first episode but you, you already like the sound of the podcast, you like, you know, the things I talk about, then please leave a rating. I don't think it allows you to leave a review, but you can give a rating out of five. Of course, you know, the ideal will be five stars, but of course, I would like your honest review. It would mean so much. And of course, you know, the higher my ratings, the more people are going to be able to listen to the podcast. My ultimate aim when I created this podcast five years ago on Mixcloud, <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows about Mixcloud, um, I initially created it because I wanted to create a space where people could learn, where people could speak openly about difficulties and challenges they've gone through in life and how they've been able to overcome them. Hence the name, The Pearls and Perils. I wanted to give not only myself, but have people that would share wisdom with people because there's so many things in life that we have no idea what we're doing. You know, we're navigating adulthood. I'm navigating adulthood. I'm 27 next month. And even saying it sounds quite weird. I feel like the concept of age for me, it's it's quite strange. When I was young, in my head, 30 was like 50. 30 was really old. Now that I'm approaching 30, I come to realize that, do you know what? 30 is actually quite young. <laughs> it's not old. And if you are 50, 50 is not old either. But my point is, my concept of age is so different now that I'm living in ages that when I was younger, I once thought about. So it's quite interesting to now be in that position. And there's so many things in life I feel like we have to just learn on our own. And I don't think it should be that way. I think having a community is so important. Having people that you can speak to about anything, whether it's your mental health, something you're struggling with at work, or even just being confused. You know, a lot of people are confused. Maybe even you yourself, you're confused about what you want to do in your career, what you want for your relationship, what you want for your family, what you want for yourself. Maybe you're even having an identity crisis. You know, there's so many things we go through in life alone and I do 
do not believe it should be that way. I feel like we should all have a community, somewhere that you can learn with people, somewhere you can share your views. And this is my aim in creating the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I want to share the pearls and the pearls with you in my own life, but also in other people through my guest. And if you've been listening for a while and you enjoy these episodes, like I said, please give a rating on whatever platform you are listening on. It would be so appreciated and it would mean so much to me. Now, anyways, that's enough rambling. I want to get into the main body of the episode. Now, making yourself a priority. Before I decided what was going to be the final episode of 2021, I thought to myself, I want this episode to essentially be like a real talk episode where we can talk and we can really get into some things that maybe you've not spoken about on a personal level with your friends or your family. And I think it's so important. Something I've learned over the last few years is typically for me, when it comes to the end of the year, I do a lot of reflecting. But typically, I'd be looking at my goals and whether I've achieved them or not. That's as far as my reflection would go. I wouldn't really think about anything else because I was a very goal-driven, ambitious person. So for me, it's always like, okay, the year's been good if I've achieved all my goals. And that's all I would look at. It was a very surface-level reflecting. But now that I've gotten a bit older, a bit more mature, um, I'd say that for me, coming to the end of this year, one of the biggest things that as I've been reflecting, and I've not really gone that deep in my reflection yet, like typically what I do is I'll be like, be by myself in a room, I'd get my notebook out, I'd look at my dream book, which is what I call it, where I have all my goals written down, typically what I do is I'd write the title of the year, I split it into different categories of my life, so for example, health, um, relationship, family, spiritual life, um, finances, business and I would then write goals for all of those things so I need to actually take time to go over this but the reason I haven't done it just yet is because I did reflect on it about three months ago I went through all my goals and I saw you know what was still realistic what was just not happening this year and what could I have done to kind of progress a little over the last three months of the year at the time so for me now as we're in the final days of 2021 where my mind is at is really reflecting on the year as a whole not just on my goals, of course I will reflect on my goals and what I've achieved and what I haven't and I'll be honest with it with you, there's a lot of goals I haven't achieved and for the first time I don't feel bad about that. Typically I would feel like the year was a complete failure if there were things I didn't achieve but there are numerous factors as to why some of those goals didn't happen. One, some weren't realistic, let me be real with you. <laughs> some of those goals were not realistic for one year And also, there's been circumstances that have happened throughout the year that have not allowed those things to happen. So, for example, one of my savings goals for this year, I didn't reach it. And one of the reasons is because we had some major purchases this year. We had to buy a new sofa. Theo had to get some dental work. Um, There was something else as well. I can't remember what. Again, this costed thousands of pounds. And as a result, you know, we weren't able to hit the target that I'd set. Also, we could have been a little bit more strict with some of our budgeting. But anyway, so my whole point is there were factors that came up and we still saved. I'm happy with that. And I've we've both created a plan for 2022, which I'm excited about because this year I'm using it as a step where I can reflect on. I can reflect on how much I spent in different areas, which I have all of this information in my budget tracker, which is amazing. So I can see exactly how much I spent on my groceries, how, we, how much we spent on our bills, how much we spent on leisure, eating out. All of these things I can see in my budget tracker. And it's so great because I can actually reflect in a whole way it's not just kind of random from my mind I've got the facts there and I think that's important when you are reflecting on something it's important to assess the facts 
what are the facts this year? What are the things that stopped me from achieving my goals? Because sometimes we can look at the fact we haven't achieved certain things and just be depressed about it or even feel like, you know what, I'll do it next year. But I think it's important to really assess the reasons. Why haven't I achieved those goals? Maybe one of your goals was to pass a particular course this year, was to do something, I don't know what, but you didn't do it this year. Instead of just looking at the fact that you didn't do it, you have to take that time to reflect on why didn't I do it? Was because I didn't have the time, the resources, the money. Was it because I I really don't actually want to do that thing? Was it just laziness? Was I holding myself back? Was I just not making myself a priority? And this is the reason I'm making this the last episode of the year. A lot of us are not making ourselves a priority in our lives. Perhaps your family is a priority. If you have children, they're a priority. Maybe your family, your friends, your career is a priority, but perhaps you as a person is not a priority in your own life. And being someone that at some point in my life, I wasn't a priority. I would always put everyone else first. If someone needs me for something, whether I've got the time or the resources to actually help them, I'm going to say yes, I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to do that. And while that's a great for the person that's receiving the help, that's receiving, you know, whatever it is that I'm giving in that moment. For myself, it was very unhealthy because a lot of the times I would not make myself a priority in many ways. I wouldn't get enough sleep. I wouldn't have time to rest. I wouldn't have time for myself. There were certain things that, there were certain things that I wanted to do, but I never had the time to do because I never made the time. And having removed myself from that lifestyle and having made changes in myself, my thinking, and even in my decision-making, I can see how unhealthy that was for me because there were even moments that I would look at certain areas of my life and I'd be so frustrated about it. But it wasn't because I wasn't capable of seeing the changes and growth I wanted to see, but I simply wasn't making myself a priority in my life. Everyone else was a priority, but I wasn't a priority and many people are living this way. And I wanna give you some practical examples where you can assess and see for yourself if this is something you can relate to. Now, if my voice sounds a little croaky, we're recording quite early in the morning and yeah, (laughs) my voice is still warming up. So I hope that that doesn't put you off and I hope that it actually translates and sounds good audio wise. But anyways, back to the actual point. Now, a couple of examples that may show you that you're not making making yourself a priority in your life is not making time for yourself. This is, this is a, a typical one. And if you've got children or a busy life or lots of responsibilities, it can get quite hard to do this, but there is ways. There is always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way, as they say. Even the time you make for yourself, even if it's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I think it's definitely important as humans that we have time alone. Being by yourself, you know, it's great to be around people, but there are times that you need to be by yourself, especially if you're someone that you're an introvert. You know that you thrive when you have those moments alone where you can think, where you can be in your own space, where you can, you can just do your own thing. Even for someone that's an extrovert, it's the same thing. There are moments that you do need some time alone and that's good and that's healthy. And I think a lot of the times when we're not making ourselves a priority, we don't even have time to think. We're just constantly busy running around like headless chickens, going from A to B, doing lots of things, but not really having time to think. And I think this is very dangerous because this is how years can pass by. 
you're making no progress in your life, you're not even happy with your life, you have no idea where you're going, you're simply just going with the flow. And whilst that sounds great, you know, I'm just going with the flow, um, time goes very quickly, right? And it's not waiting for any of us. And I think one of the worst things is to get to a stage in your life where you look back and you regret. You regret decisions you've made or not made. You regret actions you've taken or not taken. And you look back and think, what have I actually done with my life? This for me brings me fear. This is one of the things I do not want. I would much rather be the kind of person to take risks and to, you know, fail and to flop and fall fat, fail <laughs> and to fall face flat on my face than to be the kind of person that's just sitting on the sidelines, that's just passive, not doing anything. And to get to a certain stage in my life where I just regret, you know, not going after my dreams, not pursuing my purpose, not doing the things that I wanted to do. And that is just so sad. And a lot of people live in that, you know, especially as they get older and they reflect on their lives and they look at things that maybe they haven't achieved by a certain age that they really wanted to. And I think that's a really sad place to be in. So I think it's important to make time for yourself in the sense of having time alone. But not only that, another aspect of someone not making time for themselves is not making time for your dreams or your goals or your plans. It's all well and good to set goals for the year or resolutions, whatever you want to call it. I'm more of a goal person. Um, but it's important to actually make time for those goals. You can set the goals, but if you don't make time to actually work on them, those goals are never going to happen. So that's another aspect. A lot of the times when people aren't making themselves a priority, they don't make time for themselves. They don't show up for themselves. They constantly say yes to everyone, whether it's at work, in their personal life. It's important to think before you say yes to something. Even something as simple as, do you want to go out on Saturday? You've got to think. It's easy to just say yes but you have to assess the factors. Of course, you don't need to be there for five, 10 minutes assessing it, but don't just be that yes person that just says yes to everything. This is one of the things that really brings a lot of people dissatisfaction in their lives because they've gotten to that habit. And I will say habit because it is a habit. You've gotten into that habit of always saying yes. People are like, do you want to go out? Or can you help me with this? Or can you loan me such and such amount of money? And automatically you just say, oh yes, sure. Without thinking. And as a result, sometimes you can take on additional responsibilities that you actually don't have the time, resources, or even the headspace to actually take on. And then as a result, you end up taking on unnecessary stress. You end up feeling overwhelmed, burnt out. And then you're just like, oh, you know, people take me for granted. People just don't understand me. But if you really took time to reflect, you'd see that, you know what, you're not helping yourself because you're the one that's constantly saying yes. And of course, it's great to help people. I love helping people, but I've had to learn as well to set boundaries. I've had to learn as well to not always say automatically yes. A prime example, this is gonna start, this is a pretty silly example, not silly, but a very simple example. Um, a few days ago, someone had called me, they wanted me to help them with something. And they called me on the Monday and they asked if we could meet on the Tuesday. And I said, you know what, I can't. Because I couldn't, I had work, I'd have to meet them late, I'd be tired. It just wasn't convenient and it just didn't make sense for me. So I said, okay, I'll meet you on Thursday. That makes more sense, that's easier for me. I've actually got the time because I won't be working. But I had to say no. I said no, but I offered one was a more convenient time. Now this may seem like, oh, <laughs> that's easy, who can't do that? But I know if you're a yes person, 
it's difficult to say no because you know that when you say no, you're disappointing someone. And I think a lot of the times when you are a yes person, the main reason is that you don't want to disappoint people. You want people to like you. You want to be accepted. You don't want to let people down. And I don't want to let anyone down, but I understand. And with time, I've understood that, you know what? Sometimes I do need to say no. I can't always say yes. I'm human. I don't always have the time to do those things. Or maybe I have the time, but it's not free time. There's other things, there's other things that I need to be doing in that time. So a big thing, if you want to make yourself a priority, and I would say you need to, because you can't show up fully for anyone if you can't show up for yourself. Because deep down, you're not even happy. You're not even fulfilled. And I think our happiness is our responsibility. If you are unhappy, you've got to think, what is making me unhappy? Of course, there may be mental health reasons are underlining, but sometimes there isn't. Sometimes it is the fact that we lack balance in our lives. Maybe you're just not getting enough sleep. You're not eating well. You're just tired. You're overwhelmed. You need a break. And sometimes it's just those day-to-day things that we do that really do affect us mentally, that really do affect us physically as well. I can say that this year, I have only gotten one cold in 2021 and this was a few weeks ago and I really, I literally recovered in four days. I was fine. Um, I normally work in my employee job from a Tuesday to a Thursday. I think it was on the Thursday. I could tell, damn, I've gotten the cold that Theo has. You know, I'd avoided it for a couple of days. I didn't get it. But by the Thursday I had. Now, in the days I was off work, so the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, By Monday, I was fine. I was back to normal. And before, this would be something that if I had a cold, I'd probably have it for two weeks because I was a lot more run down than I am now. I wasn't getting enough sleep, whereas now I do. I make that priority and I can actually see the physical difference in my health. I haven't been getting sick. Thank God I've not caught COVID this year, whereas I have been in contact with people that have. And I'm really grateful for that. And it really has shown me that my immune system itself has actually gotten a lot better. And it's and one thing that I do know is that your immune system is also affected by the number of sleep that you get. If you're not getting adequate sleep, that's definitely going to affect your immune system. It's going to be a lot lower. You're going to be more susceptible to catching viruses and getting sick and all that kind of thing. So that's also something, just a little bit of health in there for you too. But going back to my original point, you have to make yourself a priority. And the funny thing is, is that your life is is actually in your hands. It is to an extent. Of course, there are certain things that we cannot control, but in terms of your free will, when it comes to your life and your decision making, that is in your hands. And whether you sink or you swim, it's in your hands. Whether you fail or you succeed, it's on you. And as much as sometimes we sacrifice ourselves so much for other people, which in some ways is noble and it's great, there has to be a healthy balance in that because I've seen people that have gotten themselves into debt. Let's talk about family tax. What is family tax? So family tax is where it's an additional tax that you pay to your family. Of course, it's not a real thing, but it's something a lot of people experience depending on your culture and the dynamics of your family, where maybe your family members have an expectation that you should give them money you should help them financially. Maybe they live in another country in your um, homeland. And as a result, because you're in a different country, they think, yep, you've got money. So you have to assist. You've got to help with your siblings or your parents if they're getting a bit older or other family members. So that is family tax essentially. It's an extra financial responsibility added on by our families, right? And 
whilst it's great to help, I think it's important to assess, am I in a position to actually help financially? What is my own financial situation? Sometimes there's this um, perception that if you're in a certain country, it means you have money. And we all know that's not true. I live in England, I live in the UK, and there's a lot of people that are struggling financially. And many people that are, you know, immigrants here, their own family would think, oh yeah, they're doing well, they're in England, They're, they're sorted. But unfortunately, this is not the case. There are a lot of people here that are struggling, that are living paycheck to paycheck, that are even struggling for food. So I think it's really important to assess your own situation because even with that, it can become a habit to always say yes to your family. They ask you for money and without thinking, you're just like, yeah, sure, I'll lend it. But really, you're lending your rent money, your mortgage money, you're lending your bill money, you know, you're lending money that maybe is your savings for something that's important. Maybe you're lending money that should be paying your debts. And it's very easy. And I've seen this firsthand. Clients have had um, people that I know that have gotten themselves into debt, helping their families. And I would say, was that person making themselves a priority? I don't think they were. And I know that it's hard to say no. I sometimes struggle with this. Sometimes when I say no, I later on feel bad because I wanted to help, but I just couldn't. But I, I sometimes you just got to deal with the guilt. <laughs> sometimes you just got to feel the guilt and move on. But honestly, I've seen how much that has affected people's lives negatively, even relationships. It can put such a strain if you're in a relationship with someone that maybe they are going through family tax, but you aren't. And they're always lending your money to their family. And if you're not in agreement with that, that can also add an extra strain to your relationship. So I think it's really important before you say yes to really assess that, right? Can I actually help this person? Am I in a position? Also, if it's a case of lending, is this person going to give me the money back? Like realistically, if they're asking me for for money every single month, like are they actually going to be able to afford to pay me back? If the answer is no and you can afford to lend that money, then go ahead and lend it. But if you know that that money is something you need for something, then you might want to reconsider because in that moment, you're not making yourself a priority and you're actually setting yourself up for problems later on. So it's really important for you to assess. Don't just be the yes person. It's all well and good and you think, oh, everyone will like me subconsciously. But you're not going to end up liking yourself because you're going to get so resentful once you get yourself into a position that you're not even happy, that you're starting to reap the consequences of your actions of always saying yes to people. And it's really important. Another way of putting yourself, making yourself a priority is removing yourself from toxic relationships and toxic environments. And I think this can be one of the most difficult things. Sometimes when you're in that relationship or environment, you can't really see how toxic it actually is until you take a step back, until you start reflecting on certain things, maybe certain red flags, maybe certain things you've experienced that you ignored or you kind of just didn't pay attention to. And it's important if you want to make yourself a priority to remove yourself from toxic situations. Of course, if it's a relationship with someone and you've tried to speak to them, you know, you've tried to communicate your feelings, because sometimes another way we don't make yourself a priority is when we don't communicate. Maybe there's things that are bothering you in your friendships, relationships, at work, but you don't speak about it, or you speak about it, but not to people that are actually in a position to do something about it. And of course, we all like a vent, we all like to speak about, you know, what we're facing, it makes us feel better. But from a standpoint of actually improving things, you've got to speak to someone that's actually going to be able to help, that's actually going to be able to make a change in that. 
Now, of course, if you've spoken, you've voiced your opinions, you've spoken about how you feel, what has happened and nothing has changed. That's when you have to make a decision as to whether you're going to stay in that environment or whether you're going to remove yourself. And sometimes one of the hardest but most necessary decisions is making a decision to remove yourself from a toxic environment, whether that's at work, whether that's in your family, whether that's in your place of worship your friendship group, honestly, that can be one of the most difficult but rewarding. And once you've actually removed yourself from that situation, you're going to see how much different you feel. It's so crazy how much our environment can have an impact on how we feel. I mean, if you're in an environment that's very stifling or if you're around people that are always negative or that are always putting you down, of course, if you remove yourself from that, you're going to see how much your confidence is going to grow. You're going to see how much better you're going to feel about yourself because you're not constantly dealing with people that are putting you down, that are negative, that are, you know, adding an extra burden to yourself. Life in itself is hard enough without having to take on other people's burdens, right? And that's also something to consider. You know, am I in a healthy environment of course you can't always escape sometimes it is your family but I think it's important to deal with things head on sometimes we see certain problems but we ignore them because we think it's easier to ignore than facing them and whilst it may get messy and difficult and tiring to actually get to the nitty-gritty of the issues that is the only way you're going to be able to make some solid progress sometimes you've just got to face it and I know it's hard but it will be worth it and even if, you know, there isn't a change, at least you'll know that, you know, what I did everything that I could and you can move on amicably. Now, as we wrap up the episode, I want to get into how can you make yourself a priority? Like I said earlier, time is going by so quickly. And if right now you're in a place in your life that you're not happy, you're not happy with your growth, you're not happy with the progress you've made this year or over the last couple of years, you feel like you're still in the same position or even in a worse position than you were at the beginning of the year. What I urge you to do is stop and think, think about why, why you're in the same position. I think sometimes we can get so caught up in a pity party that we start feeling bad for ourselves and we start making lots of excuses. You know, of course, there are going to be circumstances you can you can't control. For example, the pandemic. Who would have guessed it would be dragging on for two years? None of us would have. But one thing you can control is yourself. One thing you can control is your reaction to situations and the actions and decisions that you consciously decide to take. So look back, reflect, what can I do differently? Maybe I was very inconsistent. Maybe I didn't have a solid plan. Maybe I lack knowledge in some of the areas that I'm trying to develop. Perhaps in your finances, you have no idea how to manage your money effectively. So that, in that sense, you have to take responsibility for your life and responsibility for your learning. There are many resources online. You know, I have episodes on my YouTube channel that you can check out that speaks about budgeting and managing your finances. If you follow me on Instagram, I have free content there. But also sometimes you've got to take it to the next level and put your money where your mouth is and invest in yourself. Maybe there's courses that you've been wanting to do, but you haven't made them a priority. Even so, investing in your personal development. And that leads me to the first step and the first way that you can make yourself a priority in your life is invest in your personal development. You are your biggest asset. Your mind is your biggest asset. You are your biggest asset and you have to invest in yourself. For many people, they say it's their children, you know, because they think they're going to carry on my legacy. 
but it's yourself. You are your biggest asset. You have to invest in yourself, in your personal development, in your well-being. And if there's things that you want to do, invest in that. Make time for that. And if you need help and you need professional guidance, then pay for it. Sometimes we're constantly looking for things that are free. And sometimes things that are free aren't as useful or it's not tailored to our situation. So we can get help, but it's to a certain extent. So also being willing to invest in yourself is important. Putting your money where your mouth is. That's that's the best way that I can put it. I really hope the sound is great because I can hear birds outside. And I'm hoping that's not going into the recording, but if it is sorry about that (laughs) focus on my voice not the birds making noise but anyways so yeah invest in your personal development and this is not just only in terms of your career but also in terms of your communication skills if you recognize that maybe you do need therapy maybe you've gone through something traumatic or there's a particular thing that you've been struggling with for a long time you don't know how to communicate your feelings you lack emotional intelligence maybe seeking therapy would be useful for you. I know people that have sought therapy and they've found it useful. Equally, I think it's going to be as useful as you make it. You know, if you have to find a therapist that you connect with, and of course, a lot of the times you can actually um, request for certain things. So you can ask for maybe someone that is a woman or a man, or is from a particular background as they'll be able to relate to you a little bit more. The most important thing is to take that step. If you feel that's something that you need, take the step don't feel ashamed of it because in doing so you're also investing your personal development and if you don't invest in yourself no one else will they won't so you've got to make that a responsibility to invest in yourself and your dreams and your goals and in doing that you're going to be able to help other people Maybe you have a desire to help others, but at the moment, you're not even able to help yourself. And I think it's important, you know, first you have to love yourself because the measure you love yourself is how you're going to love others. So if you're always putting others first and not loving yourself, that love is going to be very unhealthy. So don't see making yourself a priority as being selfish because it isn't. It's loving yourself. It's taking care of your well-being. And that is very important. Now, the next thing is making time for yourself and your dreams. And I know this can be one of the most difficult things, especially if you have a busy life, you have many responsibilities, but if you, ha- if you don't make the time, it's never going to be there. Life is constantly going to be busy. There's always going to be something else happening, popping up, but make time. Even if it, it doesn't need to be a lot of time. I've said time. I didn't say how much. I'm not saying make 60 minutes every single day for your dreams. I'm not going to say that because everyone's life and time and capacity is different, right? And to be honest, I hate those very generic memes. <laughs> not memes, those generic posts that talks about things like that. But anyways, the point is make time. Even if that's 15 minutes every day, one hour a week, make time make time one saturday to yourself for a few hours to yourself where you can give the children to someone you trust that will look after them or whatever the case may be make time for yourself and your dreams because if you don't make time the time will never be there trust me it won't you've got to make time for the things that are important to you and thirdly not being a yes person we spoke about this before If you want to make yourself a priority, you cannot be a yes person. It doesn't mean you're always going to say no. You're not going to be a helpful person. It just means you're going to be an intentional person. You're going to think before you say yes and agree to things. And if you say yes and later realize that, do you know what? I actually don't have the capacity to do what is being required of me. Then communicate that. It may be awkward. Even if that person's unhappy with you, 
at least you're doing what's best for your well-being. And also, perhaps if you did help them with that thing, you wouldn't have been able to give your 100% anyway. So they would have been getting substandard help. So definitely, I know it's hard, it's awkward, but it's important to do this in order to put yourself first. And lastly, showing up for yourself. A lot of us, when it comes to other people, we show up for them. We make time for them. We're reliable for others. But a lot of us are very unreliable when it comes to ourselves. And I've always wondered why this is, because this is something I too struggle with, right? I can show up for people. I can be reliable for people. Like if you say, PK, we're meeting on the 18th of January, guarantee I'm going to meet you. I'm not going to cancel unless like life or death happens. I will be there. But sometimes when it comes to ourselves, we don't show up for ourselves. We don't, we're not reliable for ourselves. We don't make the time. We make the excuses. And I think one of the reasons is because of that a lack of accountability or that lack of importance that we put on ourselves and our dreams and the things that we want. And it's easy to say yes to other people because someone, you can see them physically depending on you, needing you. You're thinking about what they're going to think if you don't show up for them. But with ourselves, it's slightly different. But if you want to see 2020, if you want to develop and grow, I'm not going to say this is the year that everything great is going to happen to you. You're going to achieve all of your goals because perhaps that's not going to happen. But ultimately, 2022 should be a year that you grow, that you develop, that you have new memories, new experiences, that you face your fears, that you come out of your comfort zone and that you see growth in yourself that you've never seen before. And that's only going to happen when you step out of your comfort zone. That's only going to happen when you make yourself a priority. That's only going to happen when you make time for what's important to you. If you don't, trust me, the time will never be there and other things will constantly be added. I feel like so many of us, were just in a hamster wheel. We're just so busy, 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 but going nowhere. And sometimes it's necessary. I think another habit that's important, you know, as you're thinking of your goals for 2022, think of habits that you want to build at the beginning of this year I wrote down seven habits which I have on my wall and I will keep them on my wall because some of them I'm still actively working on making them stick but one of them I've actually been able to do actually quite a few I have and um, one of them was reading consistently and I've actually gotten to a stage where I've read consistently every week without fail I've read even if it's just been one day two day three days some days every day and as a result I've been able to read I think 14 books this year which I'm really proud about and I've got one more I'm trying to wrap up before the end of the year to make it 15. But this has happened through building habits. It took time, but I realized that the most important thing is just to be consistent. When you fall off, just get back on it. Don't take too long, because the longer we take, the harder it is, but just get back on it. And a book I'd recommend if, you're, if you want to build some new habits in 2022 is Atomic Habits. Simple book, simple concept, but great book. And it's something I've referenced a lot of the time. It's something that mentally I, I remember certain things and I think, oh yeah, I'm building habits. And honestly, great book. Check it out. Very, very good. Another one I'd recommend as well, after you've read Atomic Habits, is Essentialism by Gary McKeon, I think his name is. Also a really good book as well. So I definitely recommend checking out those books and what I'll be sharing on my Instagram, if you do follow me there, um, probably towards the end of the month, I will share some of the books I've read in 2022, um, 2022, look at me and jumping a year ahead. Um, I will be sharing some of the books I've read in 2021. So if you want to see what I've read this year and check out some of those books, I'll be sharing that on my Instagram at some point. Um, 
but yeah, as we're coming to the end of the episode, I want to thank you for listening. And if you haven't already given your rating, you know what to do. I want to thank you guys so much. If this was your first episode you're listening to, or if you've been listening throughout this year, I want to thank you so much for your support. Seeing your streams means a lot because it's one thing to put all of your effort into something and to not see the results. And to see that you guys are actually listening to these episodes enjoying them when people share their feedback it really helps a lot because it lets me know what you're thinking you know I don't know that's the only way I'll know (laughs) you know when you give feedback and when you leave reviews but I really appreciate it this for me is a passion project it's something I care a lot about and I'm very passionate about helping people so this is why the pearls and pearls is here and I'm excited for 2022 I want to do some more interviews next year. I want to get some more exciting guests on people that will be sharing their pearls and their pearls with us. Um, And I'm also excited for the growth I'm going to see within myself and sharing more with you guys, being more transparent, being more vulnerable, you know, sharing some of my pearls. My pearls, there's definitely a lot that I haven't spoken about yet. But in 2022, I definitely want to dive deeper into some topics that I'm yet to cover but thank you so much for your support thank you for listening and if there is any topics that you'd like me to cover in 2022 or if there's any guests that you think would be great that would be a great fit for the podcast do drop me a direct message on Instagram or drop me an email all my contact details are in the show notes so thank you for listening I wish you a happy Christmas in advance if you celebrate Christmas but in essence I hope that the last few days of this year will be an amazing one for you. Enjoy the break. Take time to rest, but reflect as well. Reflect. Don't be afraid of reflecting. I feel like sometimes we don't want to reflect because <laughs> we're scared of the conclusions we're going to come to. We're scared of the reality. But I think it's only when we face our reality that we can truly see change that we can really have transformation mentally, which then transmits into our life as well. So have a great rest of your week, have a great rest of your year, and I will be back with you guys in 2022. The first episode will be on the first Thursday of January, and it sounds weird, but happy new year in advance too. But anyways, have a great rest of your week, great rest of your day, and do share your reviews. I would love to know what you guys thought of this episode and other episodes that maybe you really enjoyed this year. I'd love to know what was your favorite episode of the year. That's what I want to know. So if you've listened to the end, I want to know from you what has been your favorite episode of the year. Maybe that you found funny, that impacted you, that got you thinking. I want to know. But anyways, let me stop rambling take care and i'll be back with you in the next episode in the new year enjoy this short break (laughs) and i'll be back with you soon